0: Welcome to another installment of Engineering Money, the podcast where some full-time engineers give their two cents on the financial news of the week. I'm Joey Sawyer, a food products engineer in Minnesota.
1: I'm Tim. I'm now a mechanical engineer. Um, I'm supposed to be in Arlington, Virginia, but uh, coronavirus, so I haven't moved there yet.
2: And I'm Ben. I am a municipal civil engineer in Washington State.
0: All right, so let's get into this week. Uh, to start us off, I have some updates on things we talked about uh, previously. Specifically, last week I had brought up Genius Brands International, the ticker GNUS. They've been a crazy, uh, a lot of action going on with day traders and just wild swings of their stock price. But if you remember from last week, the news was the CEO was going to release this big, like huge shareholder opportunity, how, how they were going to add a bunch of value to the company. And so in anticipation of that, their price was going up again, not not quite as high as their initial surge, which was like a month ago, but it looked like this could be a second surge for them. So it was really exciting. Yeah, Joey, the what was it? Was, yeah, I'll, I'll, get into that it was that they through their um cartoon network i guess uh called the cartoon hold on i want to make sure i'm saying it correctly what like the cartoon channel spelled with a k (laughs) yeah but (laughs) but anyway that thing is now releasing stan lee universe and the exciting thing about stan lee universe is that it, it is a once in a lifetime asset drawn from over a hundred original heretofore unexplored properties created by the most successful creator of intellectual property of our time so basically they just have a bunch of unpublished things that stan lee wrote that they're gonna oh, make into cartoons and that's and pretty
1: stuff. cool yeah that's right? actually it, it's like pretty decent news
0: yeah that's why they're super excited about it the, the way they wrote about it it was just that like it's the biggest thing ever this they compared it to if oh here's the quote when we looked at the depth of these creations that sit in this library the magnitude and value of this asset slowly began to sink in there simply is no greater treasure chest of intellectual property anywhere i feel like we want went down into the basement of a of john lennon and paul mccartney's recording studio and found 200 songs that had never been released one was called yesterday another was called hey jude and another oh called Sgt. pepper they were just waiting for us to bring them forth to the market along with their names and likeness signatures and the right to the merchandise the beatles it feels that big to us that's so the that gives quote. you <laughs> yeah that's the quote and they know how to
1: manage the hype <laughs> oh man yeah they know right? how to lay it on thick <laughs>
0: so, so I think that's uh, the whole theme of this company is they just love getting people hyped up but it didn't work uh, apparently shareholders did not think this was the big news that they were expecting and the stock has been dropping about 4% every day since that well, uh, announcement
1: I mean so that was that's still pretty good news like, what, what were they expecting, the shareholders? I
0: don't know. <laughs> what, that I, I they, think, like,
1: created a link to be able to talk to God?
0: Right. <laughs> I think the key thing is that they they basically own everything after Avengers that Stan Lee made. And That's pretty
1: big, actually.
0: It, it, it is big, but I think people were probably expecting them to, like, take from from Marvel in Disney's hands mm. and they're not a they're not able to touch that at all it's it's this later stuff that no one it says the the big thing is going to be just like Avengers are today tomorrow will be Stanley's tomorrow men string bean his black fury and a virus <laughs> I have never heard of any of those <laughs> Uh, and that's probably because I know Marvel through Marvel Studios and I never read the comic books. So I think this is going to be great for comic book lovers, but not quite the mass appeal that shareholders were hoping we yeah. really would
2: get. Well, you never know. You never know.
0: You, you, never, you know. never know. Maybe it will be like, hey, own 200 new songs for <laughs> the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, That's kind of an exaggeration, yeah. I would say, but it could be could be good. Yeah. So so that that's that's my update. Uh Ben, what do you have from last week?
2: Yeah, so from last week, um I was just looking at the performance of Dow Jones, S&P and Nasdaq um and trying to sort of like put together um a few key things that happened that maybe could tie into the movements that were occurring. Um so just going across the week here, we had a big jump on Monday, or I, I guess it was a decent jump. It was like the market opens and all three of the all three of them uh, jump up over a percent. Um, and I, I think, from what I've seen, one of the reasons this happened was uh, the slow, the slower coronavirus case growth however I think that's kind of funny that um, investors saw that slower growth and thought wow it's getting better because one thing that you got to remember about last weekend uh, it was a holiday weekend I don't think there were too many places that were doing the tests oh (laughs) true the numbers probably dropped because they weren't taking the tests anymore yeah. Right. Uh but they still saw that as a good thing. Uh so we started out the week with a decent jump. Um and then we were pretty stagnant until Thursday morning. We we dropped down quite a bit. Um there were two things, the jobless claims I think was still decently you know, it's it's improving, but they're still high numbers. Um and then did you guys see what uh, Doctor F- Fauci said earlier this week? I think that had to no. do. No. So yeah, he stated basically um, a pretty obvious statement um, where he was just like, "Yeah, so um, if we see another large outbreak, that probably means we should shut everything down again." Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which makes sense.
0: <laughs> Makes sense if you if you shut down for one outbreak, now we have another one. Maybe that's the thing to do again.
2: Yeah, but then investors heard that and they're like, "Oh man," <laughs> and started selling stuff.
1: <laughs>
2: so that's yeah, that's well, what I, I saw from this past week.
1: I know at least for like my job, um, their criteria for opening the offices back up is there has to be declining cases for uh, two weeks. And then we can resume with our opening plans from there. But if they go back up into increasing, we halt and wait another two weeks. So um,
0: Interesting. Yeah. At with, least you what, get kind of a clear-cut way. We're just saying we evaluate day-to-day. We'll get back to you on Labor Day.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to see um, if we get a big spike coming up at the end of this week because that'll be like a full two weeks after the 4th
0: right and that's the thing remember that it it takes like an average of i think it's five to ten days for Mm -hmm. someone to contract it and then actually get tested so the time that you would see those numbers go up are five to ten days after the event that caused a spread
1: yeah but was that all you had ben yeah that's all i got All right, because I got a few fun tidbits. Um, So early last week, J.P. Morgan uh, raised their Tesla price target from $275 to $295 a share. If you can believe that, Joey.
0: That's that's relatively small compared to how high (laughs) Tesla price is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I know Ben had already seen it, but I thought that was just kind of funny. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so they they raise this guidance while Tesla is going over fifteen hundred dollars a share.
1: Yeah, and so either uh, you know, the analysts are right and this is just an insane bubble, or they're just analysts and they're they they do not
0: know I'm what just, they're talking about. I'm just thinking about some. It was probably just like some guy writing this in like a Seeking Alpha article, but it was basically the case like a year ago back when tesla was worth like 300 that they should be worth 2000 and now that they're approaching that just gotta think how that guy must feel real proud of himself
1: (laughs) yeah um and then similarly with wild valuations um nvidia at least at some point last week they became worth more than intel Ooh. Um, which is very interesting <laughs> because nvidia's pe ratio is 73 um, and intel's is 11.3 and the pe ratio is like um what profits to earnings price to earnings price to earnings yeah I, that's the <laughs> i slip with that all the time um yeah price to earnings so r- nvidia's uh, revenue is only like 12 billion and intel's is 76 Um, and Intel's gross profit is 42 billion and NVIDIA's is, uh, like eight. So, I mean, they, they still have a pretty good, um, ratio, but so does Intel. But yeah, I, I don't really see how they are worth so much more than Intel unless the market is just way pricing in NVIDIA's future and just already considering Intel to be, Like, completely just on the way out because of the whole Apple thing.
0: Yeah, just looking at their valuations, like, relative to the whole information technology sector, both of them are actually on the undervalued side. But you're right. NVIDIA is way overvalued compared to Intel.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was interesting. And then the other thing is, Joey, you're going to love to hear this. Oh boy. Um so CoreLogic which owns, you know, some home price index um they released their monthly home price index forecast uh last week. And after years of being bullish about home prices, they sh- suddenly turned bearish. Oh. Um, so yeah, it's it forecasts that prices of single family houses will begin dropping on a month-to-month basis with their June reading Um, And for context, they just released May. Um, So they're a little bit, it lags a little bit. Um, But they expect uh, after month over month drops, it'll be down 6.6% year over year by May 2021. (laughs) 2020. (laughs) 2020.
0: Well, Um, that sucks for me because I just bought a house. (laughs) Oh, you did buy a house. Well, I mean, we're, we haven't closed yet, but... Joey, that's huge Close.
2: news. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah, but... So, yeah, if that is true, 2021 would mark the first year that home prices would be uh, declining in more than nine years.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and they just said that strong home purchase demand in the first quarter of 2020, um, coupled with tightening supply, has helped to prop up home prices through coronavirus, which you actually talked about uh, quite extensively a few episodes ago when you were still oh, yeah. looking to buy a house. Um, but they just anticipate the impacts of the recession, um, which are beginning to appear across the housing market. Right. So, Ben, it's well, great ho- for you and I.
0: Yeah. Hopefully those uh, that coincides with interest rates going back up. That'll make me feel better. <laughs>
1: Yeah You already have your low interest rate Exactly Um, Yeah that's all I have from last week
0: Very cool Well Then we can get into some stuff That we're looking forward to seeing This following week Um, One thing That I wanted to bring up Was
1: What is it Joey spit it out
0: I'm sorry. I'm trying to pull it up here. So, (laughs) so bloom energy corporation ticker B E is one that I've been looking at since their IPO because I invested in their IPO. Oh wow. And that was back in 2018. And I feel that now they are finally like getting back on their feet because they've had a a rough couple of years. (laughs) Uh, And right now, uh, the reason I want to talk about them next week is because next week looks like the point that they will finally break their pre-coronavirus levels. And previous to the coronavirus crash, they were on a real hot streak since last November. Oh, they were? Last November to March, they were just on the up and up and then crash. And they've been... Back on the rise at the same kind of rate since the the they bottomed out in March there, um, so you know I'm hopeful for them, but I'm a, I'm a little worried that it's going to be a a kind of thing where they get back up to this level and people think, oh, okay, this stock that's not done well in the past is going to crash now, so they go down for a little bit.
1: Yeah, wait, but, Joey, you said you invested at in IPO. Yeah. Kind of got burned right in the beginning. Yeah, there.
0: it's it's uh, not doing so hot.
1: Oh, went down to two dollars at one point.
0: But you know, I, I've held steady through it all. Time and hands. May maybe for for the worst, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to see what happens next week because they're they're kind of hitting this critical level here where it looks like they're either gonna continue a streak the shows are really strong or people are going to say, oh, wow, what a good time to sell. Yeah. But anywho, uh, Ben, do you have anything you're looking for this upcoming week?
2: Yes. Um, I'm not sure if this is quite something that, there something big will happen this next week, but I do have a beef that I recently acquired, um, and it's made me bullish in, in ways that, I thought I wouldn't ever be bullish. Um, <laughs> so at the beginning of this calendar year, I decided to sign up for YouTube TV. Okay. And at the yeah. time it was $50 a month. Already pretty c- pretty high, right? Yeah, it seems
1: like so much. Cause...
2: That's
0: like as much as Hulu live TV.
2: Oh, yeah. And, and the whole thing that has made YouTube TV so attractive is, oh yeah, you can find, you can cut the cord and it's so much cheaper to cut the cord than yeah. having cable.
1: Cable is actually so expensive though.
2: Yeah. Cause cable is getting up. There's certainly in the triple digits um, every month. Um, but <laughs> a few weeks ago I, I got an email from my pal Google saying, just letting you know um, we're going to be changing it and now youtube tv will be $65 a month
1: oh oh my gosh
2: um, so you canceled right no i still have it <laughs> cuz i don't I, I don't have cable um and there're certain things that i like to watch that i can't have access to um on a streaming service that are live like CNBC. I like oh, to watch right. the market Wait. news.
1: So is your beef just the price increase? So
2: the yeah, the beef is the price of cutting cable has gotten to this critical threshold I think cuz it's it's not just YouTube TV. I feel like with the Netflix and the Hulu, it's every other month or so they come out, "Hey, we're going to increase your monthly rate by a dollar and it started you know adding up like back when i first bought netflix several years ago it was whatever it was like 8.99 for their basic package but now we're sitting at like yeah. 16.99 mm-hmm. so it's gotten to a point now where it's like is it even worth cutting the cord and switching to streaming services
0: right because, because now you're getting things like like cbs making their own streaming service mm-hmm. so that yeah and they're, everything they're take contact away from other ones
2: exactly all the content is splitting and you need to have the multiple streaming services in order to access all the content that you that you that you want um and many of those streaming services don't have any live options there's the yeah Hulu we're live. gonna get
1: one where it's gonna be a service where you can combine all the other ones for the low monthly price of a hundred dollars
0: yeah yeah um
1: we'll be right back at cable
0: right where it just sounds like cable with extra steps exactly
2: <laughs> so on the streaming side prices are going up and the programs are uh dividing you got to get more and more you got to pay more yep. and more for each Whereas on the other side of this content consumption market, we have things like Comcast, at and Verizon, things like that, where it's they're the, the plug-in option, mm-hmm. where they have been sort of expanding their reach of services that they can provide where even Comcast now, which is known you can do like the, you know, the TV bundle that has the Wi-Fi and the, um, all the other stuff, um, they have now started exploring home security services Whoa. that you could bundle in. Um, I think that's super smart, and I think that's something that the other um, sort of cable internet things suppliers yeah they're
1: breaking into whole new ways to screw over their customers exactly
2: (laughs) um but yeah i'm sorry
1: you have to pay for your security footage to be saved
2: right but i mean they're they're exploring new options and yeah no that they they have the same trap that the streaming services have because they control the content so they're the only ones that can provide that content so they can just keep raising the prices Mm -hmm. so yeah there there's going to be i think over the rest of the year um streaming services are going to become less and less attractive based on price and um, ease of use and the traditional options are going to become more and more um uh, what's the word? Just attractive uh, just, in general. Yeah, just attractive in general. They're going to have more things to offer because the, the last thing with the streaming services, you need internet in order to use them. And not only do you need internet, you're using data to stream services. And with Wi-Fi bills, not only do you need the Wi-Fi, but then they keep track of your data usage and most plans have like a cap. Mm-hmm. So it's just becoming so stupidly... Um, pricey. So yeah, all that okay. to say, I'm starting to become bullish for Comcast, even no, though they're they're they have terrible customer service and <laughs> they're known for you know not treating people well because they don't have to because they're m- most of the time a monopoly, but it's gonna become choosing the worst uh, or i'm sorry the best among two different bad options now yeah
0: the th- thing is with comcast like they are just so big they are do so many things i mean like they also own the theme park universal in orlando wait what it, like, yeah, because Comcast owns Universal Studios, so they own the theme park. I didn't know that. Like, they're not just what you plug in for cable. They, they are so freaking big. It's like, you cannot yeah. escape Comcast. It is in your just life. Just like Unilever. Right.
1: <laughs> you can't escape Unilever or G.
0: Yeah, that's definitely true.
1: So that's, that's unrelated.
2: That, yeah. that was my uh, piece that I wanted to speak today.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess I'll just go next. We'll make Joey finish it out after I'm done. It'll be a nice circle. Um. I mean, other than looking for, uh, like, in this next week, I just hope that uh, KL recovers from <laughs> their it... slight downturn.
0: Only slight, though. Only right, slight, either.
1: yeah. They made really big gains, like, earlier in the week. Um, but I got a long-term prediction about Planet Fitness.
0: Ooh.
1: So, Planet Fitness is gonna... I think it's just not... It's, it's gonna tank. You know, they already haven't been doing too well, just because, you know, it's a gym and coronavirus. Right. But just recently... Um, After opening up, stuff has happened. 200 members of their gyms were recently exposed to coronavirus at one of their gyms in West Virginia, Um, Tight. which if they see that and a bunch of people get infected, then, you know, probably won't look too good for Planet Fitness and just gyms in general. Um, But even more telling is, I never thought about using this tool, but Google Trends, if you look at the Google Trends for, um, you know, cancel Planet Fitness or, yeah, just, you know, canceling Planet Fitness membership, um, that is up over 150% Ooh. in the past month. Um, and then another thing was that with all of the, the George Floyd protests going on, um you know, most companies went like the route of, you know, just the populist Black Lives Matter. Um, but Planet Fitness decided to run the other angle and they responded by giving police officers free memberships for a full year. Um, so a lot of people aren't too happy about that. Yeah. That's and then. Uh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and then just the last thing is that analysts expect. Uh, this quarter's sales to be for, yeah, $41 million. Um, and during the last quarter, or the same quarter of last year, their quarter sales were $180 million. Um, so that'd be a negative year to year growth rate of 77%. Oof. So, I mean, they're already, like, they took a pretty big dip in March then they recovered kind of well and they've been just heading back down ever since like June 1st Um, actually it was June 2nd because first they had a big jump and then they headed back down Um, so yeah I think they're just going to keep going down so maybe if you want to short that or whatever you could could try it out
0: next estimated earnings are the first time they'll be in the red on earnings for last forever really yeah, it's coming out August fourth.
1: That could be a big old drop then. Yeah. Yep. That's all I have though.
0: Interesting. And yeah, I actually just recently saw something like someone complaining that Planet Fitness like wouldn't not charge them. They were like, "Oh hey, I yeah, wanna, I want to not be here. There's coronavirus," and they're like, "Nope, sorry, still going to charge you for your yearly fee."
1: Hmm. yeah that was another thing too like customers were just upset that they were charged with an annual fee even though their gyms had been closed for months wow like i i think most gyms are just kind of being shitty about that
0: yeah just not a not a positive that's light why on them right now that's
2: why you never exercise ever yes if exercise is bad it's proven you just mm-hmm don't do
1: it yeah have you ever seen people that get like injuries
0: it's better it doesn't to happen stay inside
1: just... yeah exactly
0: that's that's what we're all doing Ben. it's the <laughs> old <laughs> quarantine
1: <laughs> yeah
0: well that's what you got to him there was one prediction that i wanted to throw in here and it's actually going full circle my prediction on genius brands <laughs> i want to talk about why i think they're going to continue to fall and it's okay. really because one of their uh cartoon channels uh shows that they make that i mentioned before is warren buffett's <laughs> secret millionaires club fantastic cartoon trust teach kids business sense i guess i'm not really sure but the point is, with Tesla's price going up so high, Elon Musk's net worth just passed that of Warren Buffett. And that is a major blow to the secret millionaires club. And I, I honestly don't know how genius brands can recover from that. So Or
1: Warren Buffett.
0: For short, short, short. Yeah, short genius brands and uh, Berkshire Hathaway and then buy Tesla. That's simple strategy
1: (laughs) yeah what is tesla at right now they're at
0: like like, 1500 oh my gosh
1: i remember when i sold at 800 because they recovered and i was like there's no way they can keep going right no they're at 1500 crazy oh my gosh
0: all right thanks for listening everybody tune in next time stay safe out there And don't forget to join our Discord link in the description if you haven't already.